We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spins away, baseline shot, Shea puts it in, and walks it off in OKC. Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin, as the Thunder beat the Chicago Bulls 124 to 110. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star rating. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the Thunder might be good. I don't know if you all know this, but this team's putting it together. They are putting it together a night after beating the 76ers in Philadelphia, a team that you might remember has Joel Embiid, the Thunder, a team that does not have anyone nearly the size of Joel Embiid. 24 hours later, they find themselves in Chicago against a veteran Chicago team, a Chicago team that is not rebuilding, a Chicago team that had the exact same record as the Thunder coming into tonight. And they kind of kicked their ass. Like, they they did an incredible job. We have a special guest joining us. Jacob Niffin in the house. I just want to come on here and give a shout out to one John Hollinger. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Said the Thunder would have 20 wins this season. They have 20 wins on January 13th. Achievement unlocked. Also, shout out to my boy, Josh Treading Water uh, Giddy. Yes, indeed. Thank you, John Hollinger, for all of your um, astute insight. I'm just diving into this game. Oklahoma City wins 124 to 110. Oklahoma City came out uh, at a rocket <laughs> rocket pace to this game. Sorry, uh, comment in the chat. Make Jacob say nice things about Bays. We are going to make Jacob say nice things about Bays tonight. But to start this game, Oklahoma City comes out like a rocket. Uh, this game was really fun to start. There was a lot of threes getting traded back and forth. 
Oklahoma City, I think, did a really nice job offensively to start this game. And then in the second quarter, the defense caught up to the offense and Oklahoma City just took off. They they ran away with it. Um, they had an was an 18 point halftime lead. And it looked like they were just uh, destroying the Bulls. And then you think third quarter thunders coming and this leads just going to grow. And wouldn't you know, the Bulls kind of uh, turned the tables on the thunder in the third quarter, outscoring them 32 to 19, quickly erasing that 18 point lead and turning it into a one point lead heading to the fourth quarter. A situation in which I had fully prepared myself for a thunder loss. Young team, second night of a back-to-back against a veteran-ish Chicago team. It felt like, okay, we had our fun, but you know this is probably an L. But this team punched back as they did multiple times in this game. Oklahoma City comes out in the fourth quarter, outscoring Chicago 33-20 to to ultimately win by 14 points. There's a lot to discuss. I have five big takeaways, Jacob. I'm going to I'm going to set us up and we can go through each of these and then I'm sure we're going to have more. I'm ready. Takeaway number 1. Thunderclap back. Takeaway number 2. Giddy 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 giddy. <laughs> Takeaway number 3. Just bass. Takeaway number 4. Death by a thousand cuts and takeaway number oh, 5. Like SGA ASG. So let's dig in. Number 1, Jacob. Thunder clap back. The fact that this Thunder team took the punch from Chicago to erase that lead, they easily could have wilted. Talk to me about how exciting that is as a Thunder fan to see this Thunder team fight back after that that blow from Chicago. Justin, it's two nights in a row that they've done that. Yeah. Against mm-hmm. Nick and I talked about this last night against Philly. 13-0 run to start the second half. The Thunder go down three come back and respond. And then I still think last night was a bigger win against Philly. Agreed. But second game of a back-to-back on the road, youngest team in the league. You let go of the rope in the third. You gave up an 18-point lead to take a one-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Your all-star, all-NBA, let's not kid ourselves, all-NBA guard, is sitting at the start of the fourth and he comes back into like a 12 point lead because the defense solidified um, people, David in the chat saying, say nice things about Bays. <laughs> Baisley played very good defense. Yes, got in passing lanes. Uh, the thunder got more physical with Vooch forced turnovers, got out on the break and just Josh freaking giddy. Josh getting to the basket, game. muscling dudes out of the way, making the right read every time down. I mean, in the fourth quarter, we have a Baisley between the legs dribble, drive, rip through, and one. <laughs> yeah. We have one of the sexiest layups I've ever seen by Aaron Wiggins, yes. who got drafted 55th overall. Um, it doesn't matter who they throw in. Lindy Waters is out there making plays, being yep. a significant contributor. They're doing all of this Without the 11th overall pick. Yeah. Without Poku, who started most of the year. Without JRE. And, Justin, without the best draft pick they've made throughout the entire rebuild so far. Indeed. I mean, 
you got to hand it to the players, but the work that Mark Dagnall and this staff have done to instill this type of mindset and this type of culture into this team, this Goonies never say die. We fight back from anything. It's a every time you listen to a post game interview from this team, it's well, it's a forty eight minute game. We know we just had to keep on chugging along. Like, yep. You see, veteran teams not do this. I the I only think- team younger than this team in NBA history was this team 12 months ago. <laughs> like, it is wild. They, yeah. I, I'm irrationally high right now. It's a Friday night. I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah. They've arrived. I'm like, with you. Th- this is much faster than I think any of us anticipated. We sat here on this here podcast, or at least I did, and said they'd go 0-4. And, and they went 3-1 and and really should have been 4-0. Like if not for the Heat literally setting an NBA free throw record, they're four and zero right now, mm-hmm. which is absurd. And I think when you look back to to the original point about the the Thunder's kind of resilience, you look back over the last couple of years, and this team, Memphis game aside, is not getting like shellacked often. They were losing, but they were in games, and we mm-hmm. kept saying, "This is good experience." The Thunder are losing, but they're playing in these tight situations. That's going to help them down the road. Now, a little bit of that is coping, a little bit of copium coming through there of like, yeah, the Thunder lost another close game, but what what's the bright silver lining we can pull out of this? But I think you're seeing that. I think mm-hmm. what you saw tonight, what you saw against Philly, is the fruits of some of that struggle. Oklahoma City being so young, but having so much experience playing in tight games, a lot more experience playing in tight games than you would expect a team that's had their record the last two seasons to have prepares them for nights like tonight, nights like they had against Philly. They know how to absorb a blow. They know how to stay in it. They know how to um, continue to fight. And that gives them a leg up. And I think that that kind of accelerated experience that they have is is showing itself. I think we're we're definitely kind of getting a peek at what that has brought to this Thunder team. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned last season and those those growing pains getting that experience. I think early on this season too, uh I don't have the stats in front of me, but the Thunder have played more clutch time minutes than like almost any other team in the league this yeah. year. And they they learn from those and they've become better. They look so cool, calm, and collected down the stretch these past two games. Like, yes, I mentioned it last night. I'll mention it again tonight. You watch both of those games, Philly and Chicago. Yep. One team looks like the veteran team. Yep. And the other team doesn't. And both nights, it's been the youngest team in the league who looks like the veteran team. Yeah. Just, Even Miami, right? Yeah. Like now, granted, Miami was shorthanded, but like they looked like the better team in that game too. It's shocking. I'm like, personally, I'm shocked by the drastic improvements this team has shown really over the last month, I would Mm say. Um, They've ascended to another plane. And I think a big part of that, which takes us to point number two, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, the man people were ready to deport back to Australia earlier in the season, has really, 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 Stepped it up tonight. He ties a season high in points with 25 points. He adds to those 25 points with 10 boards, six assists, and two blocks. 
I have a couple stats that I thought were interesting. Uh, one, this is back-to-back 20-point games, including last night against Philly. Not bad for a back-to-back. And then this one from Nick Gallo. Josh Giddy has 32 double-doubles in 92 career games. It was his 51st game with five assists and five boards. Only four NBA players in history have had more games of five assists and five boards before their 21st birthday. Those people are LeBron James, Luka Doncic, LaMilla Ball, and Magic Johnson. Not bad company for the Wizard of Oz. Tell me what you're seeing from Giddy lately, Jacob. Sky high confidence. I'm seeing the dude is in control. He's learned how to play with Shea, learned how to play off of Shea. And then they have this, Mark has been very resistant to go to any sort of normal rotation, but they have this rotation as far as Shea plays the whole first quarter, Giddy starts the second quarter when Shea's on the bench. And Giddy just controls everything. And we've mentioned it numerous times on this podcast, Justin. He He's 20 years old. Okay, mm-hmm. He is young. He is still learning a lot. But one thing he has picked up is that he is 6'8", 220. <laughs> and he can bang down there with... I mean, they threw Caruso on him, and he treated Caruso like a child. I yes. mean, anytime Caruso was on him, it was just post up a couple of dribbles, turn around and go right over the top of which you is how you should treat Caruso. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he he's in there finishing right at the rim going over dudes had two and ones tonight. Yeah. I feel like that's like the first time in his career. He's had yeah. two and ones in the same game. <laughs> and then to cap it off that fourth quarter reverse spin, one legged fadeaway looking like Chet Holmgren out there. <laughs> I was going to say Dirk, but yes, Ooh. still, still relevant. No wonder that woman tried to grab him after the game. I would too. That was my favorite moment of the game, probably. That woman wanted wanted her some Josh Giddy. Josh uh, is getting twenty fives on and off the court. Hey. No, he's out. his his confidence it's, is just sky high. Um, I tweeted it around halftime. I think this applies to the team and to Josh. When you like when you look at an exponential growth curve, right? It's flat for a really long time and then it curves and just shoots to the sky. The Thunder feel like they are at that point where the curve is happening. Yeah. Everything is starting to coalesce. Individual players yep. are getting more confident, playing better. Cohesively, they're playing better. They're on a string defensively. I think you were the one to, to post this tonight, but look at the first half scores of this team. Yeah, I've got that pulled up, actually. First half scoring for the Thunder this year, so 2023, starting with tonight, 72 points, 67, 56, 69, 68, 70, and 74. Now, I know scoring's been inflated across the NBA, but that's incredible. You Number also one back, in scoring in the league since Christmas. Yeah, the Thunder tweeted that tonight. The Thunder leads mm-hmm. uh, the NBA at 122.2 points per game. This team is clicking offensively, mm-hmm. just smooth, um, sharing the ball. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and jump to my fourth bullet point. Sorry Let's for everyone that's waiting to hear Jacob say nice things about Bayes. We're going to skip Bayes <laughs> for a second. Point number four is death by a thousand cuts. That's the thing that stands out most to me with this mm-hmm. offense is the cutting. These guys catch defenders sleeping every single night. And what gets me is like tonight it was happening in like 
crunch time in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Like when the game was close in the fourth quarter, they're catching guys sleeping on back cuts. Well, jo- Justin, I don't know how much it is defenders are falling asleep as it is Shea and Josh command so much attention yeah. when they get to the paint that they have to have help come over. Totally. And that opens up stuff for everybody else. Yep. I mean, you you look at what Miami did to Shea. As soon as Shea took a dribble inside the three-point line, it was five dudes in the lane. I mean, yeah. those two guys, when they draw that level of attention, the back cut is open. Yep. The swing to the opposite corner is open. We, I'm going to meet our quota. we got to say it one time per podcast. Imagine what that looks like when Chet's here. Oh, buddy. For Imagine real, when that back cut is not 6'6 Aaron Wiggins, but it's a lob to 7'1 Chet, or it's a kick out to 7'1 Chet. Or it's Chet in the lane, and the guy back cutting or spotted up for a wide open shot is Shea or Josh. Yep. I think what what you're seeing too is the ability to use cutting in this way is a a byproduct of the type of guys that make up this roster. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked about this a lot. I know that this team's made up of multi skilled, high IQ guys that can make a play. They're, they're built to play multiple positions. They're built to do multiple things. They're built to, to facilitate. And so when you play in this way where anybody is a threat to make a play, that totally changes the dynamic of the offense. So when you have all this motion, you never know who's going who's gonna to make that pass. Like Bayes tonight going up with the shot fake and then rifling the pass to a cutting giddy. Like that was so unexpected, even yeah. for someone that watches the Thunder every night. The, you know the Bulls weren't expecting that because we weren't expecting that. Yeah, That's the kind of stuff that the versatility that these players are bringing and are playing with makes it so tough to defend combined with what you said of like they have some absolute uh, ball handling superstars on this team and guys like Shea that you cannot sag off of for a half second or he'll shoot on you. You cannot sag off of Trey Mann or he'll shoot on you. You cannot sag off of Josh Giddy or he'll make a play on you. I think it it is such a lethal combination that is clicking on all levels for this Thunder team right now. Very high IQ team for how young they are. Yeah. And we've mentioned a lot of names here, Justin. I I don't want to jump around or mess up your points to the game. But one guy that is elite at back cutting and elite at the rim, J-Dub is absurd. Absurd. We do need to talk about J Dub. J Dub was he, not in my five points, but he is he is five A. Not in your five Unreal. points, and he he leads the team plus twenty three in the plus minus tonight. Ten of twelve from the field, Justin, in thirty four minutes. Eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, twenty two points. I mean, again, it's Friday. <laughs> we got a three day weekend ahead. I'm feeling good. The Thunder kind of for this season have a big three yeah totally. and dub josh and shay it is impossible to watch j-dub play and legitimately believe that he's a rookie and game by game you are starting to see the defensive growth mm-hmm. i mean he is so much better of a defender today than he was at thanksgiving that will continue to grow and then with another off season I mean, he's going. It's so exciting. I tweeted tonight that he's basketball Hasbala. 
uh, <laughs> because he's got old man game and a young man's body. And like, really, like, I don't know if it's just because the Thunder, like, J-Dub is slightly older than the rookies that, that we've seen mm-hmm. for the Thunder lately. Maybe that's part of it is we're just not used to seeing somebody that's not like completely raw when they come to this Thunder team. But he, I, I was listening to the low post with Bill Simmons. Same. And like, they're talking about like, if they do a redraft right now, does he go two? Does he go three, four? Like this absurd. is absurd. Mm-hmm. It's the Thunder absurd. might've got two of the best five players in the draft. Yes. Yeah. And we haven't got to see one of them. <laughs> right. And then we, Jang is the wild card. Yeah. I mean, and then there's Jang. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. That's what's so exciting for this team is like, yes, we, we fantasize about adding Chet, but realistically, this team's rolling without Oos, without Chet, and then they're going to add another quality draft prospect this next summer. Quality? It's time, I it's mean, time to... I, they'll get somebody, but yeah, at this rate, is it going to be pick 15? <laughs> no, it's not going to be pick 15 because I the Thunder, I think, no matter where they draw in the draft order, they're going to move up. I, I, I have been on record. makes me more confident of that. I have been on record that 2024, you have four picks. Yeah. I think the way this thing is growing right now. Yes. Presti is getting very aggressive on the phone in June, trying to cash in future assets to move up this draft. I feel very confident. Totally agree. Very confident in that. Totally. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, nothing will come of it. Takes two to tango. But I mean, at, at the rate that this is progressing, yep. you go get, you're not going to be able to trade to one or two. Yep. But you go get the guy that's at the top of your list. Yeah. And we've seen what he can do with pick 12. We just mm-hmm. talked about him. It's like you don't have to be in the top five to get a great prospect. And I think Presti, once again, you know, with this, with Thunder 2.0, has shown his his credentials and why he's earned so much trust with talent evaluation. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, totally. Speaking of, of cashing in assets which is probably an unfair segue. It's time to talk about Baisley. Let's do it. Just Baze. Um, I almost just want to turn the floor over to you and force you to say nice things right off the bat, but I will lead us in. Darius Baisley tonight, probably the best game of the season. 
I don't, 14 you, points? You you can remove probably yeah. from that sentence. 14 points for Bays tonight, 4 of 8 from the floor, 1 of 2 from behind the arc, 5 of 7 from the stripe, 4 boards, 1 assist, 3 steals, 1 block, and almost everything he did was like the right play. And I think mm-hmm. that's what stood out to me more than anything else. He came in early and had like a quick kind of typical Bays aggressive drive to the basket and the ball just kind of shot out of bounds. And it looked like what we'd seen every other time Bays checked in, but that was about it. After that point, he was pretty freaking fantastic. He was blowing up plays defensively. He was, like you said earlier, uh, crossing up guys late in the fourth quarter. He had that really nice pass to Josh Giddy, like we mentioned earlier. Like he, he was really doing it all. And for yeah. a guy that's barely played this year, Philly was really his first action last night. And to come back tonight, and he he put on a master class. Um, I'm I'm very curious in your thoughts as probably the most outspoken Bays hater on the podcast. I'd love to hear what you what you thought watching Baisley tonight. He played really good. I mean, there's there's no like denying that he was very good on both ends of the court, played very within himself on offense. Like you mentioned, was in the passing lanes, was contesting stuff at the rim, just being uh, an irritant defensively, which is what you want from him, uh, especially with the Thunder lacking so much size. Does this change my opinion on his long-term outlook on the team? Not at all. But great stuff from Darius Baisley tonight. Like I don't know if they win without Darius Baisley. He was very productive yeah. in his time. Yep. Um, I... He was solid. He was solid. He didn't try to dribble too much. Yep. He made the right reads, the right passes. Uh, he took the right shots. Uh, I was admittedly, like a lot of times when he shoots anything, I kind of like cringe, like uh, like I'm about to watch a car crash. But late in the game, whenever he caught that wide open ball at the top of the key and pulled the three, I was like, it's a good shot. It missed. But the production to get the ball... Uh, to to the open man, he was wide open. He took it in confidence. Uh, it was short. The next time down, he gets the ball. It's at that free throw yeah. line where he fake pulls up and hits the cutter. Um, just making the right reads, playing within himself. Yep. It was a very, very good night from Baisley. And that's kind of what you're getting from this team is every night somebody can step up and make the plays needed totally. to get this team over the top. I, I go back to Dagnoth's quote. Um, right before Bayes kind of started getting some of these DNPs. And I forget the exact wording, so don't don't quote me on this. But it was something along the lines of like, guys have a specific role on this team. And if they will not, you know, if they're not playing within that role, they're not going to play. We need guys to play a certain way that help us win. And I think it's been very obvious that when Bayes tries to ISO guys, that's not really using Bayes to the best of his abilities, Mm -hmm. using his athletic ability, using some of that skill set, using him as a, a a finisher on plays rather than trying to ISO at the top of the key, throw a spin move and see what happens. That's not Bayes being used to the best of his abilities. I think what you saw tonight was probably much tighter in how Dagnall would want Bayes to be used on this team, playing within that role that's been defined for him. And I think that's that's him making the most of those opportunities that he's been given with the recent minutes. So it'll be very fascinating to see um, if this continues, both in the minutes as well as the production from Bayes. 
Yeah, the minutes one will be especially fascinating um, a month from now when we get to the All-Star break and after, if he is still on this team. I think he probably will be, yeah. um, just because I don't know what the trade value is. But whenever you get Poku back and you get JRE back and you get Usman back, does Bay still find minutes or yep. does he go back to the DMPs? Yep. Um, and that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see what happens there. Totally. We did get a comment in the chat. Uh, maybe this improves his trade value. I think you, you made a joke about it in our uncontested. Uh, Presti's, Presti's mailing this tape to everyone in the league, <laughs> uh, specifically the Chicago broadcast that said that yes. Bays is Christian Wood with a handle. Love that. What a good comp. <laughs> All right. Incredible. Point number five, we buried the lead. SGA, ASG. ASG is underselling it. ASG is underselling it. It is, I think, another triple vote day. So it if is. he's not, I'm pretty sure the last time I podcasted, it was a triple vote day. So do your part. Uh, make sure you you pump those votes for SGA. Shea tonight, 21 points on 14 shots, seven of eight from the line, six assists, five boards, four steals, and two blocks. A stuffed stat sheet, if there he, ever was one. He had the four steals and two blocks pretty early there, there in the third. Justin, mm-hmm. I legitimately thought we were on the precipice of a five by five. Yeah. Which hasn't happened since I can't remember the last person. I Draymond might have a five by five because that would definitely fit Draymond. Um, I'd have to look it up, but yeah. there are very few people in the league who've had a five by five. I yeah. thought we were flirting with it. Absolutely. What's crazy is he did all this, and I think he only scored two points in the third quarter. Like which that is third- wild. It's just wild. He he continues to just like show something new every night. And I think that's what's crazy is if Sam Presti gets a call right now, Paul George for SGA straight up, it's a no, right? Do you even have to ask? <laughs> like he doesn't even answer the phone. It's it's absurd how far this has, has come in just a couple years. And I think you're seeing the fact that he's still improving so drastically. Like, I think for me, one of the things that stands out this season is his aggressiveness finishing those two handed dunks. Like, get me off my couch every time. He had another one tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something we've seen from him. It was always like the crafty, smooth finger rolls and floaters and, and things like that. But like, he's getting nasty. Like, yeah. what else? Well, what else does he have? He had that one in the Philly game that was like went between two guys and finished and flexed on them afterwards. And I was like, oh, when Shea's flexing, you know, he yeah. is in his bag. He is feeling it that night. I mean, it's just kind of routine at this point. I expect 30 point nights. I mean, yeah. it's, I don't know if he's going to get the starting spot because he's not going to finish top two in fan voting. Yep. Fan voting is 50%. Player voting is 25%. Um, co- uh, media voting is 25%. They take the cumulative there. Uh, if you are one of the top two guards, you get in. Uh, and then the coaches pick two more guards, three more uh, front court players, and two flex positions. It's like a a not a virtual lock. It is just a, a lock, lock, lock yep. that he is an all-star. Yep. 
um, unless knock on wood, unless something fluky happens, like right now, I feel pretty strongly that he's a lock for all NBA. All NBA has six guards. He's in there. Yeah. Like Which there, there, there are not six guards in the league right now better than Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't care what you say. Yeah. I don't care who you point to. There are not six guards in this league right now better than him. There's not many nights where he doesn't feel like, if not the best player on the floor, at least one of the best two. And that's tonight. That's, he felt like the second best player on the floor <laughs> against yeah. Josh Giddy. Yeah. Too you know? Yep. Incredible. Um, you mentioned Shea for Paul George straight up. Yeah. That trade so far has been Shea, Trey Mann, J Dub for Paul George. Yeah. Justin, there are still two more firsts and two more three three more firsts and two more swaps left to go there. Yeah. Do you speaking of swaps? Hey, I tweeted it tonight. They're gonna use the swap. They might have to use this, <laughs> dude. I've been pumping the brakes on it because I didn't want to like be overzealous. <laughs> Justin, my dream scenario is that the Thunder are in the playoff game. We are hosting a yes. playoff watch party in Oklahoma or a, a play-in watch party in Oklahoma City as Shea cooks the Los Angeles Clippers in the play-in game to make the playoffs, knocks the Clippers into the lottery. It is a win-win. We get playoff yes. basketball and a lottery pick. Dude, put it in my veins. Absolutely. It, it would be like us being downtown last year watching the yes. Pelicans Clippers playing game, but on steroids. Yes. And heroin at the same time. <laughs> Seems like a bad combo. Um, yeah. And it's unbelievable. Um, the ascent of this team, the ascent of Shea. I, I don't think anybody saw this coming when that trade went down. It's fun to hear guys like Bill Simmons. Um, who mostly spews like audio audio of diarrhea when he talks about the Thunder, like actually come around and realize what this team is. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's I don't know if it was just finally being on national TV that's turned some people on. If it's the win streak, if it's SGA's All Star returns, if it's a combination of all of the above, the it feels like the NBA world is finally taking notice. Hey. what's being built in Oklahoma City other than John Hollinger. <laughs> Low post today, bragged about him. The mismatch yeah. today, bragged about him. Tonight, Mark, uh, Bobby Marks of ESPN is tweeting about them. Nikias yeah. Duncan is tweeting about them. Uh, they're getting talked about on shows like with Keith Smith. Um, everyone talking about the Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. Um, I mean, this... Justin, this feels like that, what was it, that 2009 season yep. where they made the playoffs, went up against the Los Angeles Lakers, Lakers and lose in, was it in six games? Yeah. This has a little bit of those vibes. Yeah, it does. And I'm kind of worried <laughs> because this has been so much fun because there's no expectations. Totally. That's changing. They're setting themselves up for some pretty big expectations next year with another pick coming in check coming back hundred percent. But I've compared it a lot to the Cavs rebuild before. Yep. And I see a Cavs level ascension here. Yep. Agree. But you ready? You ready for a take my last, my last one on the Friday take. night. Yes. Cavs don't have anyone as good as Shea. Ooh, I like that. 
I don't think I disagree either. 71 is cool, Donnie. <laughs> but the Cavs don't have anyone as good as Shea. Oh, I love it. I love it. Upcoming for the Thunder at Brooklyn on Sunday. No KD. Then they return home for one game against the Pacers on Wednesday before they head back out on the road to hit Sacramento on Friday and Denver the following Sunday. Lots more Thunder content coming your way. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to have a post-game show after every game. Sunday night, following the Brooklyn game at 9 p.m. Central, we're going to have our weekly show where we're going to get the whole game together. And boy, oh boy, we have a lot to talk about. So don't miss that. Last thing before we go in our chat, A-Man-A coming through. January 1st, 2019, Yusuf Nurkic was the last player with a 5 by 5 against the Kangs. 24 points, 23 boards, 7 assists, 5 steals, 5 blocks. Too bad, so Shay. There you go. He was close. Too, too bad. He was close. Thank you guys so much. There was a ton of people in here tonight. Who knew? People like to talk about Thunder after they win games. Love it. If you're new here, subscribe. Come back. Come see us again on Sunday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on the social medias. We've got much, much more fun Thunder basketball ahead. You don't want to miss any of it. I'm Justin. That's Jacob. Until next time, Thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.